Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I gotta read this text. It's 1234 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, yes, we have a protest going on. We live in a democracy. It's all good. Bob, on the topic of climate change and a hockey team named after the oil capital... Uh, what do you think uh, they'd rename the team if they phase out, laugh out loud? i got to point out, why are consumers uh, protesting climate change? The texter goes on to say, uh, when everything they consume more or, le- more or less involves oil and power, literally, from head to toe, brand name clothing involves oil. I can't figure out a divided uh, society speaking up. Anyways, it's all uh, interesting. You think it's going to get controversial to open the show? It's only going to get crazier coming up next. 12.35 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you where guests receive gift certificates from Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Roos Chris. Go down and see Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor at Roos Chris and tell them Oilers Now sent you. Nobody can get into identity politics more than our next guest. <laughs> and that's Elliot Friedman for the River Cree Resort Casino. How you doing, Elliot? That was good, Bob. That was good. <laughs> I like that. That was very good. Well, I, I just so you know, I, I had a little fun to open the show because there's there's uh, Greta is in town in Edmonton and there's a protest. Yeah. And I just talked about freedom and democracy. And I said, you know, Canada's one of the top oil five uh, top five oil producing nations in the world. And Greta is welcome in the United States and welcome in Canada. And I know that that same feeling is held for places like Saudi Arabia, Russia, and China. So I, I just just to remind people how privileged we are, regardless of what side you're on, how privileged we are to have those sort of freedoms. Because I have uh, I have great admiration for what she's done as a young person. She's on the spectrum. It's not easy for right. people on the spectrum. Abs- yes, I, I have huge admiration for that. And if you disagree with her, just disagree with her. What's yes, the big deal. Yeah, there you go. But. We live in a place where freedom's allowed. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yep. you know, Elliot, you're allowed to your opinion as well. And because of you, you got everybody all fired up in the last 48 hours here in oil country. Even though... You know, I, Bob, I wasn't even trying. Like, I wasn't even trying. Well, stay out of politics then, Elliot. <laughs> yeah, not really, eh? 
Now, let me ask you something. Okay, so you know what we're going to talk about. And by the way, I, I told, uh, I said today, I was going. I said I wanted uh, your staff to tell you that I had to bail on the show and I wanted video of your reaction just to see what it would be. But I was definitely not doing that. I look, look. You heard what I said, and, and my my belief is that if he's available, of course the others would have interest. Um, do you think uh, anything I said? that I'm wrong. You're there. Tell me that I'm wrong. Elliot, if New Jersey, and they're in the yeah. drive position on this, right, they got a yes, great chance, are. right, because A, they got a ton of cap space, B, he's their player, uh, yes. and C, you know, they've got the the window to, to sell it to Taylor and to his family. Uh, yep. But theoretically, if New Jersey can't get it done, and I'd, I'd say it's 70% that he probably re-signs in Jersey because these guys always re-sign, with the exception of John Tavares. Uh, but if he does... And, and Panarin. What do you mean? And Bobrovsky. Oh, you're right. Panarin. Well, yeah, okay. Okay, you're right. There were a few of these guys that didn't re-sign. Uh, but if he does not re-sign in New Jersey... My line has been standard to everybody on Oilers now for the last two years. Mm -hmm. the, the other 30 teams in the NHL should all be putting a package together to get this guy signed because he's a hell of a winger and an absolute game changer five on five. So every yeah, team in the league should. So read between the lines what I'm saying. If it was yeah. me, I'd be taking. Now, let me ask you this, Elliot. Do you believe yeah. there would be interest from the Hall camp to look at a place to look at returning to Edmonton? Why not? Pretty compelling case when you're looking at Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl as an example. This is this is what I believe. Okay, this Go is for what it. I believe. Taylor Hall wants. I think Taylor Hall. There's no guarantees in the National Hockey League, right? There's none. We think we know every year who's going to be good and who's going to be bad, and for the most part, I think we're right. But every year, there's always a team that stuns you up. And there's always at least a team that stuns you down. You sit there and you, you look at a team near the top of the standards and you said, I never would have seen that coming. And you look at a team that misses the playoffs and you say, I never would have seen that coming. I lived so, it. I lived it two years ago. Well, there you go. Okay. Right. So there's, there's no guarantees. But what I think Taylor Hall wants is he loved the playoffs a couple of years ago when he was there in New Jersey. Yes. I believe if, if he thinks that New Jersey is going to build itself into a consistent playoff team, he's going to be there 100%. Like, that's, that's New Jersey's best chance. They know they have to convince him they're going to be a consistent playoff team to keep him. Okay. If, he, if it turns out that he doesn't feel that's the case then he's going to look for a situation where he thinks that the team is going to have repeated shots at making the playoffs. Now, like a year ago, I don't know if you'd be looking at Edmonton, but there's no question that this this year is, is the resume of the Oilers to say, look, if we're interested, we want to be in this conversation. And, look, I think right now Dreisaitl and McDavid are masking a little bit of a lack of depth and all that, but your structure's better. The no there's not as much noise going around your team. All of those things, I think, are important. So my answer to the question is, if it comes to the day where he could becomes available, I don't see how they wouldn't be interested, and I don't see how he wouldn't be interested in potentially returning if he thought they were a playoff team. Now, a lot of 
a lot of people are texting us right now on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, and they're saying, wait a sec here, he didn't seem too happy when he was traded. Yeah, that's true. I think there's two things to remember about that. Number one, why, why wasn't he happy when he was traded? was because he wanted to be there, okay? Yep. And number two, I, I would also say this, like, it's been time. Like, this is his fourth year since he's gone to New Jersey. You know, some people have long memories. Like, I will admit that I, I can have a really long memory. If I have a grudge, and I don't hold really? a lot of grudges. Really? Yes. If I have a grudge, and I don't hold a lot of grudges, but if I do, I tend to hold it for a long time. But there's other things that happen in life that you, you know, you move on, you say, okay, that's enough. I mean, you're a prisoner to your past only if you allow yourself to be a prisoner to your past, right? So, like, I am I think it's been a long time now. It's a whole new regime, Elliot. It's a new regime, but it's also been a long time. And if, 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 if. I don't think that what happened four years ago is going to have an effect on this. All right. Well, a lot's going to happen. And again, you're with me. New Jersey is in the driver's seat on this one. Absolutely. Well, of course. Like, it, like, like he loved being in the playoffs there. He said it was, uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of things there. I think, number one, you want it. You want it. Look, he's been in the playoffs once. Nobody in Edmonton needs you to tell his story. He wants, if they're a playoff team or he believes they're a playoff team, that is the number one thing on the scale. Number two, I'm sure there's a bit of loyalty there because they traded for him. They've tried to make life very comfortable for him. Um, I don't think people forget that. I think, though, at the end of the day, he wants a playoff team and he wants a stage. And, I mean, we'll see what's out there. But you're right. I do think that they are in the driver's seat. If they're there, they win. Well, all right. So... What do you think happens? I think it's too early to say. Like, I mean, they got a huge win last night. And the thing about their win last night, too, was, Bob, why are you texting me while we're on the air? What is going on here? Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding with you. Um, you know, like, they not only did they win the game last night, Subban, who'd been struggling, he had a great game. Yep. Uh, Gusev, who'd been struggling, he was down on the fourth line. He scored. Hughes, who's a really talented guy, he got his first point. Like, a lot of things happened last night that were really good for them. Like, you know, I think it's early. You know, I, they, they haven't given themselves – It's like they're like Dallas. They haven't put themselves in great position, but it is early. And I think the most interesting thing there right now, Bob, is that it looks like Blackwood's the number one goalie. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that'll be an interesting one, too. All right, Elliot, you brought it up here just about the Edmonton Oilers, and, and you said things are different. So are you kind of buying a bit what the Oilers are doing here to start the year at 6-1? and one? Well, I mean, like, you know, it's like the old Bill Parcells line. You are what your record says you are, right? So you're 6-1. and one. I mean, look, like McDavid and Dreisaitl are just like, – like, you know what? When, when you have two guys like that, you, you hope they set a tone, right? And, boy, are those guys setting the right tone. They're, they're, they're beasts out there. They're controlling the ice. McDavid looks unbelievable. Dreisaitl looks unbelievable. I mean, the guys, I mean they, they were able to rest the other night because you, you beat up Philly, but 
you know, he's played 25 minutes a night. Like, nobody's played 25 minutes. No forwards played 25 minutes a night in the, in the NHL in almost 20 years. So, you know, there's, there, again, they got outshot the other night, but their structure has generally looked a lot better. You know what they look, Bob? They look confident. They look like they believe that they're going in the right direction. And they're going to have a five-game losing streak somewhere because everybody does, and how they handle that will be critical. But the thing is, they just look like they believe a lot more. And the other thing that's happening is they're getting saves. And, you know, God only knows how long that continues or if it continues all year. But, you know, you get a save, especially a night like you had against Philly where they get 52 shots, and you just feel so much better about yourself. June 8th, Elliot. That's roughly around the time. Uh, and I know this because I spoke to somebody with Calgary on June the 15th about it. James Neal, Milan, Lucic. And when you originally brought it up, I thought it might have to be a three-way between Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver. Because I thought... We all kind of did. Right? Because yeah. we didn't see... Right? We just didn't... I don't know. I just didn't see it. I didn't see that Lucic would end up in Calgary. Uh, but anyhow, look, let's uh, go down that path. Uh, yep. Back in June, when you when you you were sort of the first guy to push this narrative out there that this could be done, could you envision Neil coming back with the fury that he started the year with? You know, I honestly thought that if anybody was going to start well in this deal, it was going to be Neil. Um, you know, like like he was embarrassed. Like you know, like the thing about when you're in this when you're in this job, okay. One of the things you accept is you accept that your successes and your disappointments, everybody sees them. Okay, you can't you can't hide. And the, you only there's only two things you can do. You can react to it well or you can react to it poorly. And I you know, I think like you know, like I look at him last year getting healthy scratched in the last game when they got knocked out of the playoffs. You only have, as far as I'm concerned, you only have one choice in that situation. And that is to say, I'm not letting this happen again. I'm going to do whatever I can control to make sure that this didn't happen again. And I think the key thing is, is that he had people that believed in him. Ultimately, you have to do it yourself. But Gary Roberts believed in him. Connor McDavid believed in him and the Edmonton Oilers believed in him. And I think for if you saw that interview that Neil did after with Gino after the four goal game in New York, you could see that this was a guy who was clamoring for someone to believe in him. And and it did. Like I don't know if this pace is gonna continue, but the one thing I do know is that that guy has always scored. That guy is smart enough to know, oh I got Connor McDavid here. Where do you need me to go, Connor? And I will happily go stand there. Um, he's gonna, he's gonna make it work. I, I have, I don't think, I don't know if he'll ever score at the rate he used to. I mean, he might. He sure is now. But the fact is, he's a talented, smart guy, and he's smart enough to know. Hey, if Connor McDavid wants me to go somewhere, I'm gonna do it. And he's talented enough to do it. All right, Elliot. Uh, we got really smart texters, as you know it, and uh, and and we got hundreds of texts an hour. This one wins, though, right here. This texter out of Edmonton says, "Bob, I'd gladly like to see Taylor Hall squirt Dave Tippett with a water bottle." So, <laughs> no, that's good. That, that's a, that's a funny one. Uh, hey, a couple things around the league. You you, you mentioned Dallas. They're one six and one. Yeah. Uh, Statistical anomaly based upon some of the metrics, or do you think there's maybe some challenges there? Uh, There's some challenges there. Like, they haven't, uh, you know, like, I look at Dallas, 
And the way they play, I you know, I watched I watched a little bit more of their games in the last couple of days, like just to and like to me, they're almost like a playoff team, Bob. They're built for the playoffs to grind you and and do things like that. But you got to get there first. Like I'm just I like the NHL right now. The regular season is so different from the playoffs. Yep. Like the grinding style that they play, slower, kind of tear you apart a little bit, grind you down. That's a playoff game. It's not a regular season game. Bishop hasn't been great. He'll get there. I I don't worry about that. But they're the guys who they they they, they count on to score. They're not scoring. Pavelski looks out of sorts. Perry just started. Ben has not been there yet. They got to score. That, that's to me the thing that looks at it. They just got to start scoring. You know, Elliot, it's interesting. Uh, you talked a bit of what's going on here. Elliot Friedman for the River Creek Resort and Casino. You talked a bit about what the Oilers look like. They look like they're playing with confidence. And I think part of it is, you know, Dave Tippett doesn't get too high when they win, doesn't get too low when they lose. And if anything, he did a bit of the Nick Saban routine where he gave it to him after the, the 6-3 victory the other night because there was so much to work on. But I think that when I watch the bench during the game, it's calm. Generally speaking, Tippett's pretty positive. And we had a guy in Edmonton in 12-13 that was the power of positive thinking. And he really yeah. sort of embraced the younger guys and, and created an environment where he got a, he gave a lot of uh, wiggle room to, to Hall, Newton, Hopkins, and Everlay. But he also created an identity with those guys. By I, he empowered those young players. Okay, he yeah. did. That's what happened. And if anything, an older veteran like Ryan Smith, who was not in great shape when the season started, coming out of the lockout, he was the, one of the guys that got pulled off the first unit power play. And maybe there were some people around the organization that weren't necessarily happy with that. Whatever the case, bottom line, Kruger got a very short shelf life at Edmonton. He's gone to Buffalo, where they've had a lot of negative energy. Something has happened in Buffalo. They look like a different team, Elliot. And is there maybe something to be said with the approach for today's younger player and young person, how you get the most out of them? Is Kruger sort of tapped into that, do you think? Yes, I do. I mean, all you have to do is look at Rist Alliance quotes the other day. This is a guy who wanted to be traded. And now he's talking about, hey, I'm really enjoying it here. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to see. Look, they're, they win two games. They go into Columbus. Eichel's knocked off the puck in overtime, they lose. Kruger says, you know what, that was my fault. He played the first shift in overtime. He wasn't ready. I put him back out there. I didn't put him in a good place to succeed. You don't think that resonates with a guy like Jack Eichel? He comes out his next game, he gets four points, and they win. The other two nights ago, they go into Anaheim. They get a 2 nothing lead. They get blown out of the building. They get pushed around a bit. They come back last night in L.A., shut out. Like that, you know, like if you stop your losing streaks quick, that is a sign of a team that's believing in themselves. Same as you, what I talked about earlier, Bob. When you go through your five-game losing streak, we'll see how that tests you because everybody does it. But it's, the attitude sure looks different. Other than Taylor Hall, just to wrap up with Elliot Friedman, uh, who else you kind of got the watch on right now? You know, I think it's still a little bit early. I mean, the number one thing is probably Minnesota. You know, a bad loss last night. Um, it might just be a year to say we're, we're just hanging on. You know, we're going for the highest possible pick, and 
we'll see what we do. But there's no question Minnesota is the hot-button situation right now. No doubt. What do you think is going to happen with Jason Zucker there? Well, you know, the one thing about Bill Guerin is Pittsburgh was a team that tried to trade for him, right? Yep. Where did Bill Guerin come from? Pittsburgh. It was Castle. It was Castle, right? Yes. So initially the word to me was that Guerin liked them and was going to keep them. I mean, I don't know. He's got some control over it now. His his 10-team no trade has kicked in. Yeah. Um, But, you know, initially the word was that Guerin wanted to keep him. I mean, we'll see. I mean, you know, they're going to – he's definitely listening on everything. I don't think he feels the need to do anything uh, because I think they understand where they are. But he'll listen to everything. There you go. Well, you know what? I read everything, as you know, Elliot, and uh, I read a piece today about a guy named Noah Philp, and apparently this kid's supposed to be pretty good, and uh, we'll see if in a couple years from now he ends up getting a contract out of the University of Alberta, but the first major noteworthy guy to mention him was a guy by the name of Elliot Friedman, so... uh, Well, that's because I had the head University of Alberta cheerleader pumping his tires to me. Uh, it's hard to believe that that guy still exists. All right, <laughs> Elliot, uh, great stuff. I'm only about 45 minutes away from uh, joining a protest over here, 15 minutes outside of the building. So have some fun, all right? We'll talk next Friday. Looking forward to watching you in that, Bob. Stay out of the news. Take care, buddy. <laughs> See you. That's Elliot Friedman from NA. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. NHL Hockey and Rogers. Yes, freedoms are a wonderful thing. When we come back, we'll get to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. What a terrific guy he is. All right, this is Oilers Now, and we're going to tell you about a road trip coming up. Chicago, second half of the season, great U.S. city. This road trip includes this Oiler Now roadie, lower bowl game tickets, tours of Wrigley and Soldier Fields. Plus, well, we're going to have a kicker of a time. The Oilers Now road trip. Call New West Travel, 780-432-7446, or go online at newwesttravel.com. To NHL Today for elite promotional marketing, building tailored branded programs for your team or business. When your order is done on time, every time, elite promotional marketing. Next 90 seconds are all Brendan Escott. Six games in the NHL tonight, Bob. The Oilers, the only Canadian team in action. Tough start to the season for Minnesota. As we know, they lost again last night, 4-0 to Buffalo. Jason Zucker called out the team and head coach Bruce Boudreaux following the sixth loss in seven games. And he said, quote, Bruce has got to be better. We've got to be better. Everybody's got to be better. That's it. So potentially trouble in paradise there in Minnesota. Canucks reassigned goaltender Zane McIntyre to AHLU. That's because Jacob Markstrom is back from the personal matter he had attended to earlier this week. And the Hurricanes are reportedly kicking tires on the likes of Josh Hosang and Yasapoyarvi as they look to add a top nine forward. Stay tuned. The Bakersfield Condors welcome the Stockton Heat to town tomorrow night. The 7-1-3 and Edmonton Oil Kings are on the road tonight in Red Deer. We will hear from Brad Lauer a little later on in the show. And the U of A Golden Bears hosting the Mount Royal University Cougars tonight at the Claire Drake. That is a 7 o'clock puck drop. The reverse fixture 
goes at Mount Royal tomorrow. 1258 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, in Oilers Now for Horse Racing Alberta, Stoffer Inspector. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.